Support for our show comes solely from listeners like yourself. If you like what we're doing, help us by sharing the pod on social media and leaving us a five-star review, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Audible. Thanks again for listening, and without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, this is Rob Cree, and I'm sticking with my union because we're going to keep fighting for the strong public schools that our students, teachers, and support professionals deserve. Hey guys, welcome back to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm Brennan Pickett. I'm the FBA Director of the Pinellas Classroom Teacher Association. I'm Philip. I'm PCTA Fire Co-Chair. I'm Brandy. I'm a New College alum. I'm Joshua Epstein. I'm a student, a third-year economics student at the New College of Florida. Right on. And we're getting together to talk about some recent news happening in Florida. Um, I think Brandy told me off the air it happened on January 6th of all days. The storming of the new college uh, building and the reconstruction of the curriculum. I don't know if anyone's familiar with New College. My only familiarity with New College was it's like this hippie college where like people do liberal arts degrees. And, you know, there's a place for that. And I had, I had a friend who I went to college with and he he transferred to New College. He was super stoked by it. And I think I was telling Brandy off the air, he's I think he's rowing canoes in Colorado right. now somewhere. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's pretty much the perception I had. I, you know, I, when I when I left Valencia, a lot of people had told me that like, oh, you would fit really well into new college. And the perception I got was just all Birkenstocks and that everybody lives on their dad's boat. So, uh, Josh, you're not you're not on your dad's boat. And are you currently wearing shoes right now? Yes or no? <laughs> I have shoes on, and okay. I wish my dad had a boat. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we're breaking stereotypes here. All right. So just kind of start the show off for all of our listeners who are not familiar with New College, right? Um, we can all kind of take a turn at this, but can we describe the culture at New College and the history and how it's been misrepresented by Governor DeSantis and those who work under him? Yeah. So the, the current day culture at least can't speak too much to what it's been in the past, but it's really – it's a bunch of – it feels like a bunch of misfits, at least. It's a bunch of people who were like the smart nerd type in, in high school, probably got bullied, uh, but they're really smart, uh, care about their books, the kids who would read like science textbooks at lunch instead of hanging out with other uh, kids. It's a small school. It's around 700 or 800 kids, very small class sizes, so it's about under 10 to 1 ratio, um, faculty to students. We have my classes, one of them, my classes is seven students, so we really, we have our professor's phone numbers. I text with my professors whenever I have questions. I don't even bother to email them. And that's something that professors are just cool with. It's really like a tight-knit family where they're here to teach you and you're here to get an education. But it's more than that. It's like this this family and you really feel like they care about you and they're in, they're invested in you rather than just being one of a lot of people in a classroom. So Josh, what interests you originally in New College? Like, why did you want to go there? So I came to tour the school the last year of high school uh, and I sat in a class for a day. It was a small class compared to the other schools. The other schools, I toured much larger classes. Um, and I sat in a class, and the person who was showing me around said, hey, I have my professor's phone number. Uh, I text him when I have a question. I had a question on my homework. I, I just texted my professor. I was like, hey, that, that's really cool. That's something that I think I would benefit from, especially the small class size. You just get a lot of one-on-one attention. You get to do research projects with your professors, and you really get to know them. So also, I want to go to law school after undergrad. And they can write great recommendation letters because they know who you are and they they know a lot about you and they know about the work that you do and uh brandy you went to that school you what what was your uh, degree at new college 
Uh, my degree is actually in humanities, the degree for somebody who could not decide on something to focus on. So I got to study music, philosophy, religion, literature. New College has had an evaluation system. There's evaluations instead of grades, and there's that flexibility to define yeah. your own course of study in certain ways, as long as you have a professor who will sponsor it. Um, and there also has been a one-month independent study period where you can design your own project for a month, basically. Um, so it really lends to innovation and free thinking and more creative kinds of intellectual endeavors. And I agree with everything Josh said. And, you know, it's very academically rigorous, New College. I graduated from St. Pete High, woohoo, y'all yeah. school. Um, was in the IB program. There's a lot of IB students who go to, who to, go to New College. Um, and the atmosphere is very much one of professors expecting students to back everything up that they say, um, to have well thought out, analytical, research-based kinds of arguments. It's a pretty intimidating place um, in the sense of how intellectually advanced people are. It's challenging, you know. It's a, um, it's it is a hippie school in the sense that. A lot of times when I was there in the 90s, people didn't wear shoes and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the legends got are true. <laughs> we got them. We got them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it also um, was, was very tough academically as well. Can I just sidebar real quick? Brandy, when you designed and made your own project, was that an assessment? Oh, my God. Was that assessed? <laughs> Here we go. Philip, we're off the clock. <laughs> would you would you consider this a rigorous assessment? Are you a smart person? Am I going person? to be quoted is, in a is, certain... Is New College considered a good school? I just want to know, are projects good assessments? <laughs> projects are good. They're good assessments. Okay, yes. confirmed. So this school sounds like a liberal nightmare. No? Yeah, it makes everybody gay. <gasps> Did that school make you gay? <laughs> I'm taking notes for DeSantis right now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we report back to the governor. So, I mean, why is it being so misrepresented? Why? What? What is DeSantis' vendetta against people who go to New College? It's small. The the, the students and the professors here do tend to be liberal, and not like we're going to shove it down your throat type of liberal. With the professors, they just teach the, what's in the textbooks. They teach what they know. They're not shoving any ideology down your throats. But in terms of the students. It's just, it attracts those types of students. I mean, we don't have sports teams. We don't have, like, the the, the sororities and the fraternities. Uh, it, it's, it's small. It's that hippy-dippy culture that conservatives don't buy into as much. Uh, so I just don't think it's attracted conservatives over time. And then DeSantis is the school that has a lot of liberals. It's small, and he has presidential aspirations. So he's like, hey, I could turn this into something. And obviously that's something that Trump's not done yet. So that's just a leg up or in, in his books. Yeah, you lost me at no sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what do you guys do for fun? <laughs> they read, they read science textbooks at lunch. There's there a lot of dancing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's yeah. funny because I w part of my attraction to the USF St. Pete campus before the USF system kind of merged was that it has a very similar culture mm -hmm. where there's very small classes. Everybody yeah. knows that me and Pickett, we still like we hang out with our professors every oh, once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Um, they, USF St. Pete does not have these massive lecture halls or these massive student bodies. The only sports um, I remember occasionally they would send a bus to Tampa for a football game or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we never did it, no. but I mean, 
part of the attraction of USF St. Pete is it has what they would call, they were literally quoted as a small liberal arts college mm-hmm. feel. And the only sports they had was like sailing team. And there was like a pool on campus and a cafe and like a little tavern and stuff. And that is, that is attractive as a student. And I went there for their honors program. So um, the interdisciplinary. New college honors. actually, uh, it spun off of USF. USF in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah we they had they had joined with them, uh, and then they, and they ended up spinning off in the early 2000s. Oh wow, I didn't know yeah. that. See, you told me you didn't know any history. Yeah, <laughs> very little. Just, just that. Program That's it. of uh, USF in Tampa in the 90s. Where are they? I didn't yeah. know that. Really, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That. Okay. So that makes me wonder why. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to put the 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 eyes of DeSantis on USF St. Pete, but if, does he does he know what goes on there? He has to. He's from he's from Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ramsey? <laughs> I also wanted to add that, you know, the the Senate's been starving New College for funding for years now um, and not funding programs, not funding facilities. And it's kind of part of this bigger strategy that they seem to be using in K through 12 schools in general is to starve the schools. Um, but at New College, it's been accelerated um, and it was vulnerable probably because it's small and everything Josh is saying. So then they have these metrics, the state randomly decides that talk about performance and well, how surprising New College didn't do well on some of them. Maybe it's because it hasn't been funded for mm-hmm. years to actually be able to address some of these issues. That's what they so. do to us pretty much at the public school level too. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, this is, I think we we're talking a little bit about this little place called Hillsdale in <laughs> Michigan. And that's exactly what they want to do is they want to starve it so they can recreate it. And we we're talking about this with Robert Casanello. So shout out to Robert, the idea of standardizing college courses. The idea of them coming in and saying, you have to teach history or language arts or whatever in, in this particular way. And I think that goes, that's the exact antithesis of what New College is. It's you create your own degree. You are listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm here today with Phil Belcastro, Brandy, and Josh Epstein. How has DeSantis taken over New College with his political ideology? And how is this affecting faculty, current students, and even alum? such as Brandy here, and how does this affect any educational opportunities here in Florida? Yeah, so January 6th of this year, uh, did perfect perfect timing for the day. Um, he decided he appointed a few new trustees. He waited uh, a few years to be able to at once get a majority on the board of trustees. So now we have, I believe it's seven new trustees that are DeSantis appointed, uh, all of which were, have been appointed in 2023. Uh, so he appoints these new trustees, and then they come in, they fire the old president of the school, uh, mind you, who is making, I think, under $400,000. They're paying the new president about a million dollars. So just fun fact there. And actually, the new president is DeSantis's old uh, secretary of education up until, I think, 2021 or 2022. And he's also the former uh, speaker of the Florida House of Representatives. So it's so this grifting that's going on. It's happened in a lot of other aspects of the school. Yeah. Is that Manny? Who is that? No, uh, Richard Corcoran. Oh, oh, oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole can of worms we oh, can open up. Oh, you didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they took over the board of trustees. They fired our president. Then they got rid of this uh, DEI person who essentially all she did uh, was reach out to my uh, marginalized communities and was like, hey, we have this school. Uh, come check it out because I guess the information typically doesn't get to those communities. So they fired her. Um, and since then, they've denied five professors tenure, uh, or so I, I said denied. They were up for early tenure, so now they have to come back. They can come back next year for tenure. 
Have you been seeing a lot of professors leaving? There's, I last number I heard, I think it was like 10 to 15 professors that are leaving after this year. It's a, sm- yeah. it's a small school, so 10 to 15 is a lot. Um, right. And then I have other professors who are saying, hey, we'll, we'll see how this goes if they really trash the school and we get s- stupid kids in here because they've also, we can talk about the sports program that they're adding later and they're kind of just recruiting kids from anywhere they can find because they need an enrollment. Um, they're going through like the conservative networks. They're having them disperse the information to those communities. So we get those kids applying. And then because they want those kids so badly, uh, they're likely, although I haven't seen evidence of it, uh, lowering admission standards because we were, they were scared that we were going to have en- enrollment problems for next year. That's what I was going to ask. Have you seen changes in admission standards with uh, with this change of board and all? So the, the, the president at the last board meeting said, hey, our standards are the same, if not better than historically and better than last year, um, where where I think they likely will do it. And if they haven't, uh, they're building, they're trying to build a sports program at the school. So they've added a basketball team, I think a softball team, a soccer team. And mind you, these are a bunch of kids that don't, I probably don't even know how you play these sports. That's insane that because you need, you need shoes to play all of those sports. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll have a shoe drive. I don't know. Just uh, a drive. A, a Birkenstocks re- basketball team. <laughs> That's their mascot, the Birkenstocks. <laughs> That's what it should be. So they're bringing in all these sports teams. Do they have players? Are people actually applying for this stuff? Uh, so they are They are applying, but mind you, they, so this, our school's like, hey, we'll give you a full scholarship to any sports kids. Oh the sports kids that at this point in the year haven't been recruited anywhere else are the kids that every other school in the country took a look at and said, hey, yeah, uh, you were good in high school, but you're not good enough to play in college. So we get the leftovers. It's going to be the leftover sports teams. We should have like a half-eaten apple as our mascot. Um, <laughs> I think Birkenstocks is the perfect metaphor, yeah, actually. half-eaten apple wearing Birkenstocks. They're going to run you hippies over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because they want these sports kids here, uh, they've recruited a few of them. I don't know how many they're at. They like, posted them on Twitter. And it's just like the seven-foot-tall kid from Texas. That, and that's just this kid who looks like he would never in a million years go to this school never i don't i don't know who's gonna hang out with i mean we'll obviously welcome him but he's just not the type of kid that right. attends the school oh my God. and i can't imagine that they're being too tough on the academic standards when they're really trying to fill these sports programs does does new college even have like sports fields what i what i've heard specifically on what facilities they're going to use so we have a rundown softball field that's probably i, mean, I don't know maybe when brandy came to the school was the last time it was used yeah really? um we have that field we have a swimming pool that no one goes in very often, but they're not having a swimming program, so that's not helpful unless they're going to have the <laughs> soccer kids train in the pool. Maybe. Um, so what I heard is that they're going to have the local IMG Academy, which is this just right. local sports school. I they're actually gonna, have like, been to that facilities. field, yeah. But that also sounds like a dumb idea. I mean, the IMG is its own sports academy, yeah. Like, and I doubt, I seriously doubt the IMG kids are looking to go to New College. They want to go no, to. They're going to they're take the new college kids and rent out their fields. So they're going to take our, our half-assed baseball teams and put them over there and say, here, train. Yeah, that sounds dumb. And, and Josh, are you familiar with Hillsdale? Uh, surf, surface level familiar. It's a conservative Christian school. They don't take government money so that they don't have to comply with uh, any of the government standards set, which really are not all that strict. Um, I've not heard great things in terms of their curriculum being well-rounded i've heard that some of their courses are very this is what we believe so this is what we're going to teach you rather than hey people believe other things yeah and um, me and brandy were talking about this off air before 
you came on, but uh, I, re- I recently took a 55-hour uh, Hillsdale co- course, um, part of me getting some money from the state. In the state of Florida, you see, they don't give teachers raises. They they create a bunch of uh, rings for me to jump through. And if I jump yeah. through enough, I can collect some coin. Plus, we've learned from our students, you got to be all about that grind set, bro. All about that grind set. Yeah. So I took this thing called Civic Excellence. And maybe some people have heard of it, maybe some they haven't. And um, the idea is that I have to sit and watch these really awful videos from this place called Hillsdale College. So I'm very familiar. Mostly old white dudes um spouting out how america was founded by christianity yeah the founding fathers loved christianity and they they never got in fights and they they owned <laughs> slaves but they didn't they weren't too mean to the slaves and wow. that kind of stuff and it's 55 hours of that it's grueling that's what i keep hearing people say about new college and i'm i'm genuinely scared I'm, I'm scared. And it goes into what I was saying, like, what are the consequences of what we're doing to New College to the state of Florida? Well, New College, is it's been a haven for, you know, as Josh was saying, you know, kids who are different. If you grew up and you were a little bit off the beaten path, you know, um, I mean, it's hard to overstate how devastating it's been for generations of us alumni who, you know, found a home in New College that we never found anywhere else. It was kind of like a the first time being able to be our true selves when we were there. And it's been so much more than a school for a lot of us. Um, and, you know, I grew up in Florida. Most of my friends went to USF. They went to UF. I mean, there's a lot those schools offer, but it's really easy to get lost there, mm-hmm. especially if you're different. They're so huge. Um, and there's a huge mental health crisis that's going on in this country. You know, depression rates are skyrocketing. I work in the mental health field. Um, and so basically what's happened is in Florida, a community that's been a safety net for thousands of students throughout the years who have been bright and different has been destroyed by the way the board has tried to dismantle the college. And if you have a child who's LGBTQ and wants a place, a safe place to be themselves, or a kid who's super smart, but socially awkward or mm-hmm. on the spectrum, it's a tremendous resource and safety net that's been taken from them. And especially if you don't have the money or privilege to send your kids to a fancy private school across the country. And what they're replacing it with just hurts my stomach to think about. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings when <laughs> when Frodo has this nightmare vision of the Shire and oh, all yeah. the orcs who have taken over it. And, you know, you see that that's happened in the Shire. Yeah. And if I may even stretch the, the fantasy <laughs> metaphors <may>. more. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, We're with you. But, Voldemort has taken over Hogwarts um, and all of the Death Eaters are there and they're all just hanging out at at Hogwarts and um, they can do a lot of damage with that kind of power, you know, and turning it into the Hillsdale itself is which is Mm -hmm. what they want to do. I mean, how is that going to change Florida? Um, it's it's scary, honestly. So, Josh, are you asleep, or do you feel like Harry Potter right now? I am Harry Potter. All right, here we go, here we go. <laughs> no, in terms of how it's going to impact Florida, I, I, my biggest worry is that professors are just going to leave. I mean, there's a lot of other states in this country with a lot of places, the universities that they can work, that'll be like, okay, here, you can actually teach history, you can teach this subject, you can teach both sides of the issue, rather than schools here, what we saw at the last board meeting is they denied early tenure to five faculty members. It seems to be unlikely that they'll even get tenure. And mind you, these are like chemistry professors, a few of them. It's five of them. I think two or three were chemistry professors. So uh, I just, folks, when they're deciding where to settle down to be a professor, why would you go to the state that's just 
yeah. denying tenure to the faculty members because they feel like it and they woke up on the wrong side of the bed one day and God told them to do something. They woke so, up on the wrong side of the bed? <laughs> wow. The, the, the conspiracy goes deeper than this. <laughs> so, I mean, you do make a good point, though, about, like, chemistry professors. Because we talk to Dr. Adam. Like, anybody who has a hard science degree, unlike us two knuckleheads over here, like, yeah. can easily go get, like, a much better job. Mm-hmm. Like, these people don't have to dream. be professors. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... It's the brain drain that Silicon's talking about. It's like yeah. we're just sucking out. I all think the we're seeing it. I I want to ask like um like a related question, but to Josh specifically because you you know you did tell us that you 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 skipped ahead high school a bit, and now here you are in new college, and you're similar in age to some of the students that me and Pickett teach here mm-hmm. in high school. Can you speak a little bit on what you've seen in your time between? the changes in high school and now you get to new college a place that's supposed to be like this haven this this cool spot for for folks like you and brandy and now the 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 university is being dismantled similar to what we're experiencing here on the professional side of public education public high school so for you as an individual what do you see between between these two worlds and your experience it's very different so i grew up in miami went to went to magnet school for high school it was a small school it was i think my graduating class was about 40 kids mm-hmm. um so the the small environment is the same at both of these but i went from the school that i was at in miami was the superintendent's pet project so we got all the funding we wanted everything oh, wow. we wanted and then i got to this school and there was mold in the dorms and lead in the pipes and the food's not great and it's just this school that as brandy was saying they've just said okay maybe we're not going to shut you down but we're just going to not give you as much with, funding new colleges with would, the mold in the pipes and all yeah oh wow so the the, and, the and lack of funding has gone that bad there's a the laundry list of complaints about our deteriorating facilities wow. i think uh, the figure is 30 million dollars or either 30 or 50 million dollars in repairs that have been continuously delayed because we haven't had the funding and that's what has to be done right now and they haven't done it yet because we haven't had the funding um so great High school came here. We had no funding. Halfway through the year, DeSantis goes, hey, I'm your saver. I'm going to give you a bunch of money and also take over your board and turn it into a school (laughs) different than what you signed up for. So it was like, all right, great. Maybe my dorms won't have mold, but you're only going to learn that God created this country and whatever other BS they cook up. Yeah, you're going to get red pilled, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You were listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm Brendan Pickett here with Philip Castro, Brandy, and Josh Epstein. Talking about the situation at New College. Um, and I kind of want to hear Josh go on about this. Like, you're at New College seeing this firsthand. Can you kind of go into how is the student population kind of protesting this? What, what, what have you seen on the grounds, right in the front lines going on at New College? So is there, it's... Essentially, what you'd expect if you put a bunch of introverts and said, hey, something really bad's happening, protest. Um, so it's really been a lot of kids that haven't fit in their whole life, maybe are socially awkward, maybe are just introverts trying to figure out how do we put together a movement? How do we protest? How do we speak out our rallies, even though we have a lot of the kids have fears of public speaking? Um so it's been kids are frustrated kids are upset originally it was people that were really angry and were just couldn't figure out how to express their anger then we had uh parents and alumni come in and say hey we can we can do something about this let's let's protest let's hold rallies uh let's hold teach-ins 
and we we've done that we've continuously the students have showed up and made their voices heard uh the trustees don't care we've yeah. seen on twitter the trust a few of the trustees have gone after some transgender students they've wow. not been all that nice to kids you think that it was like a high school food fight instead of trustees and students that they're supposed to be trying to help um and we've seen board of trustees meetings a few of them where you have every single speaker maybe minus one or just every speaker say hey we're against this and then the board goes okay thank you for showing up and votes all of the new of them vote uh, opposite of everyone said they wanted well this is pretty on brand for DeSantis I think I, I, I keep thinking of how he's a bully DeSantis is a bully and who else to pick on than I must say something kind of mean. The weirdos at New College, right? It's like you know, it's it's an easy target for him. You spent way too much time in that Hillsdale class. You're picking on the New College kids. <laughs> Am I doing it now? I'm sorry. I got red pilled recently. I'm still recovering. He's a he's a big baby. If he was like had any balls, he would go pick on an a, the HBCU in Florida. Um, like he'd pick on one of those schools where you it's have folks that are not these weird, quirky uh, introverts. You'd pick on a school that has these football players and has all of these uh, the typical. Uh, college kid and he knows that he would, wouldn't stand a chance there he's he's scared he's a little baby so he comes and picks on the little kids i have an idea though with all these kids coming to play sports maybe you guys can like bro up and like kick them out of new college yeah get a new college wrestling team Ooh, yeah yeah you, you'll say you know what desantis you can have this school if you can beat me in an arm wrestling match oh yeah brother <laughs> if you wanna you wanna come down and play new college will slay <laughs> so that, there's one thing you guys can all get really ripped <laughs> that, is, that is true. We did get a new treadmill, actually. Now we have treadmills in our gym, I think. That's oh, awesome. man. So there you go. Thanks, Daddy DeSantis. Give us right. some more treadmills so we can beat the oh, crap uh, out of you. Might I add that they're giving all of the new kids uh, that are coming in $10,000 a year scholarships, and all of the kids that are here get nothing in addition to what they've gotten already. Oh so God. they're bribing people to come to this school, and the kids that are here, they're just like, oh, okay, we're not going to give you anything. Can but, I ask, Josh, what is it like to be in class? I mean, has it been possible to focus and to study or is the whole college consumed with what's going on? They're consumed. I mean, every time I walk over the bridge, there's writing everywhere that says, get out trustees. And then they, they'll have their maintenance people erase it. And then somebody else <laughs> writes it. And it's a lot of anger, a lot of, I mean, kids trying to be organizers to save their school while also being full-time students. The professors, are, a lot of the adjuncts don't know if they'll ever get tenure, have to figure out what they're doing for next year. Do they stick around and waste it another year? to school that they'll probably get denied tenure at um and faculty are just imagine someone coming in and saying hey all of you guys are doing a horrible job you're indoctrinating students they're just attacking him he's he's bullying a bunch of professors it's morale is much lower than it typically is and a lot of kids have had to decide whether or not they're going to fight or whether they're just going to try to tune it out and focus on their studies because right. it gets really stressful and it, it, it overwhelms you and then it impacts your schoolwork. And we've seen a lot of kids who have been involved have to become less involved because it just becomes overwhelming. You're subject to attacks from trustees and it just never ends. It's relentless. The bribing to me is the thing that keeps sticking to me is he's giving these, these new students $10,000. What is that a year? A year. If oh I drop out and re-enroll, I get $10,000. So, yes. I mean, that's how he got me to do the, the red pill course was he was offering me three grand. I'll do anything for three grand. I need a raise. Right. So yeah. it's that's how he gets things done. He just bribes people to buy into his... Why isn't he bribing teachers to just stay? I mean, I can be bought too. Uh, but... 
are you going to be a, a Marxist? Or, I'm gonna be, I have to be a red pill teacher. You have to be a red pill teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're in the Space Force. So you're pushing that military thing. Yeah, not yet. I, I mean, maybe maybe I could join the Space Force, quit, get my old job teaching back because I was in the service. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a way. This is like the uh, like the punch drunk love pudding coupon thing. I feel I can just like trade my red paper clip up. <laughs> you could be the ROTC teacher for Space Force one day. <laughs> space I'm Force. Picturing you in your Space Force outfit. Teaching. My astronaut uniform. <laughs> yeah, my astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> nano nano. Uh, um, it's just insane. Josh, the um, you had mentioned to us uh, that group Defy. Uh, what is what does Defy stand for? defending educational freedom for youth so what it was is when i was talking about this the students are trying to figure out how they can fight back what is it we can do we're being attacked by the government desantis and all of his allies are essentially taking over our school so we said all right we're going to come together and form this organization it's coalition between students alumni teachers uh faculty and figure out how we're going to defend educational freedom. And essentially what we've landed on is we're going to, it's a chapter model. You have uh, first chapter at New College, you expand that out and you have folks that are ready uh, when their university comes under attack. They have to know how they've been through training to be able to organize a campus, to be able to um, hold talks with people about attacks on educational freedom and really turn it into a, a voter mobilization. So whether or not you're Republican or Democrat, uh, you can have Republican candidates to say, yes, I'm for defending educational freedom, and you can be endorsed by the by the platform. And I think students, although obviously, as you guys know, uh, they're not all that passionate sometimes about school. They're not like, mm-hmm. yay, school. But when you start attacking and they start seeing that, hey, it's not, it's not just given to me that I get to learn what's actually happened in history, you get people upset because you, the, the government thinks that they can be smarter than you and they can outsmart you and folks don't like feeling like the like they're being picked on or like they're trying to have someone trying to mind control them well i i feel like i don't pick it i don't know how much experience you have with this i know brandy we, we share a mutual friend who kind of worked on the usf merger and when that whole thing the the main usf campus was sort of absorbing the other the other satellite or sister campuses there was this feeling at USF St. Pete that the identity was being erased. It was just kind of becoming just like a commuter version of the main campus. And even still to this day, when I go over to the USF St. Pete bookstore, every once in a while, they'll still have a piece of merchandise that says USF St. Petersburg. Um, but there's not a lot. And I, I kind of made it my business to like only buy USF St. Pete stuff because it is very particular. So to like feel like you're having your your school, your alma mater's kind of um, identity erased yeah. like that, it definitely has an effect. I mean, and I guess students not being passionate about school, you know, I, I mean, we're just kind of, as students, we're just absorbed in so many other things. Plus now, you know, our modern work-life balances are just like completely topsy-turvy. But I did I did want to ask, um, I had I had spoken to this, uh, spoken about this to Brandy um, a while back when we were kind of setting this up. And I was saying, you know, we've got our own kind of public teachers fight up here, public school, uh, public education fight up here that we don't really hear a lot about what's going on with New College specifically. Um, so then um, you guys had shared the the Defy page and a couple of articles and all. But in, in a perfect world, like right now, Josh, from like ground level, in a perfect world, what would help you guys? Like what kind of support 
would you ask from from the community? And I totally agree that having that sort of like bipartisan cross-cultural support of like you can still be conservative and support education, like that's not an insane thing to think. Um, so in a perfect world, like how could anybody, you know, not just us here in Pinellas, help you guys out? It's short term, I would say a mix of uh, donating money because, I mean, it's very I hate saying donating money, but that's used for um, holding these rallies, food for these rallies, um, uh, people who can do more of the organizational structure for Defy, uh, and because students don't have the time to do a lot of that, and also just knowing that you're that you're there for the students and that you care and that we're not just going through this on, on our own. And where can people donate, Josh? They can donate. So if they go to uh, we-defy.org, they can they can there go on there and there'll be a link to a GoFundMe and they can donate. In terms of trying to think of what I hope, what, I, what my hopes for the college and my hopes for what the trustees will do, I just I hope that they'll stop their attacks on the faculty on the faculty tenure because what we're going to end up is we're just going to end up with a brain drain at the school and we're seeing the professors that are applying for some of the positions the visiting professor positions and there really are just folks who can only teach like Austrian economics and don't know anything else Uh, and that's not how you have a decent university system that's how you have like an indoctrination facility and we're not going to be competitive with China and all these other nations if we have an education facilities that don't train them well for the workforce and teach them what they need to know well I'll be the optimist here and I'm going to say I think you guys if you keep putting up this fight you might survive it because I think DeSantis only thinks in short term and he's looking at what he can do now and he's not thinking what he's going to do in two years and I think for our audience it's important to remember that remember that as well as that if we can keep up this fight, keep putting up barriers, eventually he's going to turn his target somewhere else. He's yeah, going to run for president. He's trying to quit his job. He's so. trying to quit his job. <laughs> so keep up the fight, man. It's really yeah. cool. You guys are doing great stuff. And I mean, any anything that we can do, I mean, it's just like anybody involved in public education at this point is just, we're just in a quagmire of just taking L's over and over again. And it's funny because I'm, I'm listening to you talk, Brennan, to to Josh, and it's like an echo of what Abby Lawler told us on a previous episode. I mean, we're, we're all like slumped because we feel like we've completely lost the public educators fight. And um, uh, this this author, Abby Lawler, who's who's um in the organizing and union world she told us almost the exact same thing she's like no just got to keep up the fight and me and brennan were so defeated and deflated (laughs) and now here we are telling you the same thing just keep going (laughs) i appreciate that because there is a lot of um, grief people are going through and people are in different perspectives about how to go forward because it's been such a steamrolling process in a quick amount of time and um you know i think alumni are talking about how do we preserve the culture? How do we preserve good aspects of new college that don't necessarily get stuck on campus, but can, you know, the community, the memories, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's hard to know where to go sometimes right now because there has been so much change so quickly. Um, and so, you know, we're supporting the students and the faculty and the professors and trying to, you know, fight the fight as long as possible. Um, and yeah, hopefully DeSantis, you know, gets gets distracted by something else shiny and pretty <laughs> um, and, and loses attention. Well, just to kind of recap the past 20 episodes we've recorded. I mean, I think everyone says the same thing here is that what 
keeps schools free and high quality? Us. They've been trying to, to destroy our universities, destroy our public schools for 25 years. It's been a long process and they've been failing and they've been failing because of movements like Defy and movements like union organization. So I think the the final takeaway here is just keep it up, man. And I think we're going to end the show here. On a downer. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an optimistic, hopeful one. It's okay. like we're going to keep the fight up. What is the Lord may of the Rings I add, reference? May I add one more thing? Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. We did have some good news because there has been, the when this all happened, a group of alumni came together and started organizing. And um, so there's been a lot of collaboration and just people being really active. And that's been so cool to see. Um, and we did have a, a recent legislative small win, small victory. One of the board appointees, um, we have an active legislative team. He did not get brought up for a vote. So this guy, Eddie Spear, who um, is a, he is, I think he's a teacher at a, at a high school in Sarasota. Is that right, Josh? He, he started, he started his own little call, uh, not college. I, I think it's six through 12, sort of IMG copycat where they just teach religion, 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 religion. And he's like this God told me everything. Every sentence is, says right before it. God said, and I said, and God told me to do this, so I do it. And That's legal. Absolutely. You can make that. That's legal. <laughs> Don't those people go to jail? Right. <laughs> so he at least didn't get appointed, um, and that was probably because of a lot of efforts that that uh, our team was doing to try and get that to at least one of the members to not be right. appointed. So yay. And so now DeSantis has to appoint somebody else. And so we're being a little bit of a thorn in his side. I like being a a thorn in his side. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a little break. And there's your little little upper instead of a bummer for once. Perfect. All right. So when we get back, we're into our base awards. So stick around, guys. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or... $9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're listening to right now. Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know edumacators all over America are undervalued and underpaid. Help us, mooks like me, continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals. Hey guys, it's Brennan. One of my goals moving into this podcast project was to have the voices of our listeners play an active role in sharing our message that Union's public schools, well, they're not going anywhere without a fight. And as we dive deeper into the themes of public education, teachers' unions, and political activism, we want to hear from you, our listeners. If you're a teacher, parent, even a member of the community, we extend an open invitation for you to send us a voice recording with your name, occupation, and why you're sticking with the union during these politically turbulent times. We love to play these recordings at the beginning of our episodes and share your thoughts with our listeners. You can send these recordings to PCTA Fire, that's F-Y-R-E, pod, at gmail.com. Additionally, we encourage you to write to your representative and advocate for teachers' unions and public education. You can easily locate your representative by visiting www.myfloridahouse.gov 
forward slash find your representative. Your voice can make a difference in supporting education and the future of our students. So take a moment to send us a voice clip and write to your representative. Let's work together to positively impact education for all. And we're back. So folks, we're gonna begin our based awards. So if you're new to the show, a based award is something that is agreeable or, or respectable, or most of all, just something positive. Philip, what's your base award today? All right, my base award is earlier in the week, my best friend Joe, Joe Tessitore. I don't know, he, he may have been a base award once before, I don't recall. But um, Joe, uh, he's really into Muay Thai. It's like a martial arts fighting style, right? And um, I don't know why we started talking about this, but we were talking about boxing. And I guess Joe got his start with uh, with like fighting and like boxing. And he's got a little small gym set up in his garage. So he's got a big heavy bag uh, hanging there. And him and his brother, they always spar and they like hit pads and stuff like that. So he sent me a link of these Amazon gloves to, to get. He's like, yeah, these will be fine probably forever. You don't really need to like upgrade if you're not like a fighter. I was like, that's fine. I'm old. I'm not going to be fighting anybody. So he showed me just kind of like the ABCs of, of boxing and hitting this bag. And it is so much fun. I've never done it. Have either of you, Josh, have any of you guys ever done boxing before? Not in any serious no. way. No, never. no. I've punched bags before. <laughs> I like Rocky now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's so much fun. And, and I guess it makes sense, but it didn't register for me that it's like a serious cardio workout because I guess I just thought oh punching it's like muscle stuff but it's like intense cardio and and i was doing it and i had my fitbit on and it was like yeah that was like a, an intense workout and i was like oh cool because i suck at running like i'm really bad at running so just being able to put these gloves on and just punch this bag and just kind of like zone out and uh, i went the other day with aziz so joe gives me one boxing lesson like two days later i'm like aziz you got to try boxing it's so much fun she's so like all right man let's go so he goes and finds these like raggedy gloves that were just on the floor in the gym <laughs> like a mixed match pair they belong to nobody and we're both punching this bag and he's like oh my god he's like i'm gonna buy gloves this is the most fun i've ever had awesome. um and now my knuckles are all like bloody and the students are like bill castro what's wrong with your hands <laughs> i was like yeah i'm boxing now i'm a boxer i'm a big tough guy <laughs> Two days. Don't make me mad. Yeah, don't make me. You should see the other guy. <laughs> your hands are messed up on your palms from playing music and on the Yeah, side. right, exactly. So my my palms are also getting kind of worn again now too because I'm, I'm trying to do pull-ups. I'm at two pull-ups now, guys. Oh. Yeah, two pull-ups uh, up from zero, which is impressive yeah. for me. <laughs> Those are hard. So, so yeah, Joe is incredibly based, showing me he's going to turn me into a monster. I'm, uh, I'm a complete meathead right now. So I feel like we need to play some Eye of the Tiger right now. We do. Absolutely. And you know what? I am a, I'm going to put this on air right now. I am in full support of all teachers getting into boxing because we need it. We need to let that steam good off. Outlet. That's a good outlet. Exactly. And yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to hit the heavy bags like in the windows of the gym that all of our students go to so that all the students can see me and Mr. Aziz just like laying into these heavy bags with <laughs> as much frustration as possible. And then just being like, yo, don't don't make that teacher mad. I've seen him at the gym before. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, what's your base award today? I gotta to go home on Saturday. <laughs> my family's coming up to help me move out of my dorm. So they're staying here Saturday night, driving back Sunday. Uh gonna spend Mother's Day with my mom, which will be fun. Gonna go back to Miami. I got um got an internship at the district attorney's office in South Florida and their public corruption office wow. uh for the summer. So I gotta but something public corruption, I don't know, sweep the floor in the public corruption office. I don't know what they're gonna <laughs> have me doing. But I'm excited to go home, excited to get a break from this 
craziness that the semester has been. Um, I'm going to Budapest for a week this summer. George Soros' organization is uh, <laughs> flying me and two other students out to go to this youth leadership conference. The Soros plant. Um, we found him. It's me. I'm the problem. It's you are. Me. You are the enemy. You are the villain everyone's been looking for. <laughs> yeah. You got paid 50 bucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got yeah, we've got so the Soros the Soros uh, conspirator. We've got the Hillsdale College conspirator. Yeah, we're gonna fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why you both have to get swole. Yeah. Josh, I'm going to see you real soon. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna settle this. But I'll see you before you see me, brother. <laughs> that's well, awesome, Josh. That's extremely amazing. Congrats on your internship. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It should, it should be. It should be. It should be pretty fun. I had written. I penned an op-ed in the Miami Herald, and the district attorney saw it and sent me a letter. And I was like, "Hey, reach out to us." Blah blah blah. Nice. If you ever need anything, great job. I was like, "Hey, want to give me an internship?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> wow. So I what, an internship. What was your op-ed about? It was about the town that I met from Surfside. Uh, they were considering some anti-homeless legislation like okay. criminalizing showering on the beach with soap and stuff like that and i was just like hey this is necessities that these folks have to do i used to work at starbucks in surfside wow. so i got to know a lot of them and they were they were cool people um so i just, just penned an op-ed and it got published and she saw it that's awesome you should you should send us a copy of that if, if you get the time i will i will as soon as send it over right after cool all right and brandy what is your base to word today uh, my based award goes to my significant other, who is also an educator. He's a middle school uh, teacher, and I had a very hard week. Um, I mean, nothing compared to what you all deal with in the schools, I can say from experience, but I had an audit, um, and I used to work in community mental health, and when you take government money, audits are excruciating. They can take back money from your program if you do not meet requirements. It's very stressful. Yeah. Um, and so I was freaking out about this for days and it actually ended up turning out pretty well. Um, but my significant other was so kind as to take me out to Indian food, which is my favorite. Um, and hey, we have something in common. Indian, Indian food, food is oh the gosh. best thing in the world. It is. Have you been to Decon Spice? No. Where? Where's that? Oh, that one is, I think it's technically over the border. It's like over the border into Clearwater. Okay. Um, it's uh, way north, north part of town by Carillon area. Okay. Yeah. And I live in Safety Harbor, so. Oh, okay. So okay. it's probably not that far from you, but it's it's very good. Okay. Yes. It's, it's authentic. We Indian to, people like to go there. We need to reconnect later and get the, yeah. I, Indian food is like, it gives me life. I'm going to go there for my birthday probably. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. I love Indian food. I've been there for, for uh, holiday, holidays events. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. It makes me very happy. Um, so we went there, and then the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which actually is as good as the first one, maybe yeah. comparable. So that's that's the movie you guys went to go see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to um, see. I might go see it tonight. I'm gonna see if uh, my friend Morgan's available. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, the second one wasn't so great, but the, the new one is worth it. So I saw the second one. I was talking to my my father-in-law about this one, and I was like, "Yeah, it was all right. I liked it." I, I, for context, I saw this movie in Colombia. I taught in Colombia for a year. So the movie was in Spanish and I was exca- escaping the, the Colombian heat. Cause it was like, it's a constant, it's consistently like a hundred degrees in Colombia. So the movie theater is air conditioned and they also had beverages such as beer. So <laughs> I would just buy a $2 ticket to see a movie. And that one had me guardians. So I was just drinking beer and having a good time. I, I was like, Oh yeah, it was a good movie. I don't really remember the movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> just remember the experience. So he's like, really? That movie goes kind of lame. I was like, I don't know, man. It's pretty air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> so I pick it. You might know the answer to this. Cause I feel like we talked about it, but um, 
you know how like like air force people are called airmen marines are marines uh navy is like sailors do you know what space force people are called uh cadets i don't know they're called guardians oh. wait for real they're guardians of the galaxy see trump's just memeing us <laughs> he's just memeing us at this point he saw that movie he's like that's it i and and from what i gather like space force is totally into it there's like there's definitely parts of their website that are like, does that say to infinity and beyond? And it's like, it's almost exactly that, but it's like a lot, a little bit different. And you want to join this? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my uh, base award is pretty based. I think I just want a union award for being a great teacher. Woo-hoo! Yay. So I went to this, uh, this dinner. It was a lovely Italian dinner. They had tiramisu that reminded me of Olive Garden, by the way. <laughs> Which is a compliment, by the way. Oh. Olive Garden has yeah. amazing tiramisu. Okay, I don't want to hear anyone say anything bad about Olive Garden tiramisu. It's really, <laughs> I really good. Actually, miss Olive Garden. I've been wanting to go back. So, dude, their tiramisu. <laughs> no if you go when you go, the tiramisu is magnificent. <laughs> um, however, the Union Award was cool and all, but I won a raffle drawing, and I won two nights at the Splash Harbor location for at the Indian Rocks Holiday Inn. Which I used to party there when I was like in college, and those are nice sweets. So I, I'm yeah. genuinely excited for this raffle. I never win anything in a raffle. That's and I, cool. I want that. Indian Rocks Beach, you said? Yeah, it's Harborside. You ever been there? Yes, I think so. It's nice next to Krabby Bills. Okay. Yeah. It's really nice, and I'm excited. Sweet. So my birthday is going to be great. I'm going to get Indian food, and I'm going to hang out on the beach. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So you're being paid for by Hillsdale and the union. That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> the corruptible Brennan Pickett, everybody. <laughs> Jeez. I was make it what you need when you're a teacher. you got to subsidize every right. activity yeah. with uh, money from the, the school and the union. You know what? That makes sense now why the mob got involved with the unions. Because, you know, we're just not getting paid enough. we gotta, you got to grease the wheel somehow. Well, and you hear about me in four years because I took Hamilton tickets like her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, with that, I think it's time to end the show before the FBI comes and gets me. Before they end it for us. (laughs) So, thank you again, guys, for listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm Brennan. I'm Philip. Brandy. Joshua. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. And all of this equipment fell off the back of the truck. (laughs) Peace out. Summer is on the horizon, but we would still like to remind our listeners that the school board will continue to meet on May 9th, June 27th, and July 11th at 10 a.m., as well as June 13th at 5 p.m. You might be thinking, gee, that's a lot of early meeting times. But this is definitely the norm here in Pinellas. Help us by going out and speaking against this to have the school board conduct its business when the working public is free to voice their concerns. It's vital for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and advocate for public education. Your voice and presence can play a significant role in shaping the future of education and improving our community. A special thank you to Philip Bel Castro for providing our theme music and Artifact for adding some great tracks into our intermissions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. We also want to express our gratitude to... Radio St. Pete for airing our podcast, Jamie Beck, Brian Bowden, Nancy Villardi, Lee Bryant, and all of our supporters from the education community, as well as our new monthly listener, Jacob Albert. 
Your support and dedication has been instrumental into getting the word out and reaching new listeners. That's all for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. Have a great day, guys.